Well, good afternoon, Minnesota ministers. What a privilege to stand before this ministry family today. Today is the day that we commission newly ordained and licensed and certified ministers. Welcome to a growing ministry team that celebrates your call and your response to that call. We recognize that your families, or part of them, are not here with you today. They're not able to attend in person. So we welcome those who are viewing online. And together, in this auditorium and all across this state, we express gratitude to the Lord for his call upon you. On your lives today. The task we're called to is beyond us. It's more. There it is. No, it's not. More. It's more than we can accomplish it ourselves. 7.7 billion people in the earth. It's humanly impossible. But we're not limited to human resources, are we? And so there are promises in God's word that we build our lives on, build our families on, we build our ministries on. We thank the Lord for that. Our theme for this district council, which was supposed to be in April, was more, more. Today, my message is just simply more than enough. Mm. He is over and above what we need. He is a God of abundance. When Jesus fed the crowds of 4,000 and 5,000, there was more than enough. When Goliath went out, it wasn't Goliath, it was David went out <laughs> to fight Goliath. He had a stone in his sling, but he had four more in his pouch. There were more than enough. When the woman with the issue of blood for so many years of her life reached out to touch the hem of Jesus' garment, she discovered that there was more than enough. When Jesus told the disciples, cast your nets on the other side, the catch was more than enough. And when Jesus went to the cross, and the curtain was rent from top to bottom. His sacrifice for you and I was more than enough. Today, when all around us is uncertainty and doubt and fear, he is still more than enough. And for all the challenges of your calling today and in the days to come, 
He will be more than enough. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. If you've been preaching for a while, you've already preached this one. I have, but it's a different message. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is work at work within us. The task we are called to is great. The headwinds are significant, but he is able because he is more than enough. God has created each and every one of us with purpose. And some of you are going to lead great churches all across this state. Some of you are going to serve on staffs all across this state. Some of you are going to begin ministries that we've never seen before all across Minnesota. Some of you are going to plant churches in the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul and all across this state. Some of you are going to the ends of the earth to share the gospel. And some of you don't know where you're going. You just know that you're called. Thank you for responding and know today that he is more than enough. So we look at this passage in this scripture in Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 20. We see that there is a part that God plays and that only he can play. And that he is the one who is able to do. But there is a part that we play as well. He's able to do more than we can ask or imagine. One of the things that is required of us is more prayer. More prayer. About a month ago, nearly 250 pastors showed up at Lake Geneva. Some of you were there with us for three days of prayer and fasting. The world would wonder what causes people to drive hours to a little town called Alexandria. In the midst of COVID, not to eat for a few days. Hmm. You're looking at a guy who loves to eat. I shared this with the guy, the, the ministers at prayer and fasting. I love meat and potatoes. I love vegetables. I love dessert more. I love, just, I had donut holes last night. Been trying to be good, but we had, our kids were over. I love to eat. But I've also grown to love my Mondays. A day of prayer and fasting. A day where I'm able to focus a little more keenly on what God is saying. I found myself praying in the spirit more. I found myself more aware of his presence on those days and because of those days, more prayer. I shared this, uh, this quote from Oswald Chambers that 
prayer and fasting retreat I want to use today where Oswald just said this, prayer does not equip us for great works. Prayer is the greater work. Prayer, the greater work. Sometimes I can get myself into a place where I think of prayer as spiritual exercise. Now I'm ready. I'm prayed up. I'm ready to go. Prayer is the work. Prayer is the battle. More prayer. When we pray, he is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. As we ask, as we pray, and we allow the Holy Spirit to stretch our imagination, he is faithful. He does his part. I remember the day in a prayer room, 2012, when God birthed a thought in my heart. It wasn't my thought. I was praying along these lines. But as I was praying for students and as I was praying over the lost, what students could do about it, God put a seed in my heart, in my mind. Someday, a group of students are going to give a million dollars to speed the light, to missions. As I recognized God's presence, I began to get more excited because God was part of the equation. I remember asking in that moment, why not Minnesota? Why not us? Why not now? There was a faith that began to rise in my heart. And it was months and even years before we saw that take place. But we discovered that God is more than enough. In Pastor Kirby and Minnesota student ministry pastors across this state and students have gone far beyond in the days that have followed. He can do immeasurably more than we can ask. The ask we're a part of. I can remember another day in a prayer room about 100 yards from where I stand right now. It's a holy place. Right through those doors. For years, it was the place I would come in the morning and God has changed my routine a bit as far as the location. It was a place that I would get, come in the morning and spend time in his presence. As I was there, I recall so vividly the Lord whispering in my heart a thought. Mark, pray. Pray that God would call a thousand out of Minnesota. Pray, Mark. I'm still praying. The Lord of the harvest is faithful. So we do what he puts in our hearts. We pray God call students. There are more, stu- more than students in ministry, though I've come to realize. God called children. God call moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas. Call a thousand. Hmm. 
That's what God put in my heart 18 years ago in that room. What has God put in your heart today? What is God in the process of breathing and birthing in you? He's created you to accomplish a specific work. He's created you for that and that for you. And we'll get there in just a moment as we look at scripture. During your times of prayer and fasting, he's going to grow that within you. I can't look into the scripture, it seems, without being reminded about what God spoke into my heart a little ways from here. And I read in Isaiah, and it says, my house will be called a house of prayer. But I can't stop there. What it says, for the nations. For the nations. Now read in Psalms, and it says, ask of me, and I will give the heathen or the nations for inheritance. What is God birthing in you? What is, what's happening in, in this area of prayer as we pray? We will see he is more than enough. I can't tell you how exciting it was to, to be at that prayer and fasting retreat just a few weeks ago. To sense the, the presence of God settle down around the altars. And it wasn't that we were gathered at the altars because we were trying to be good. Wear our masks and pray. And so we were praying all through the building. But the presence of God settled in that room. As we were privileged to commission 16 new missionaries, Minnesota missionaries. I felt like we were back at Antioch. And after praying and fasting, God had said, set apart Paul and Barnabas, except they had different names. They were Scandinavian names. They were Hispanic names. They were German names. But they were called. What a privilege to pray. Prayer does not equip us for great works. Prayer is the greater work. So welcome to the team, men and women of prayer. We need you. Welcome to the battle. We need you. Your times of prayer will be in the presence of the one who is more than enough. Some other things that the Lord looks to us for. Along with more prayer, <clears throat> he asks of us more trust. More trust. <clears throat> Shouldn't have drunk that water. There's a, a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. As I read it, I just, I have to say this. The longer I walk with Jesus, it's not been all that long. I'm a young guy. I recognize his greatness in my vast insufficiencies. Hmm. But then I read the scripture. Corinthians says, brothers and sisters, consider your calling. It's for us today. 
It was written a few thousand years ago. But when I checked the roster today, there were brothers and sisters who are being credentialed. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I love it. Consider your calling. Consider it. And he goes on and he says, describing you and I. Not many were wise from a human perspective. Not many were powerful. Not many of noble birth. Mm. Instead, here's our part. God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Our calling is not based on our giftedness. I remember telling the youth pastors years ago, there was a movie out, the name of Forrest Gump. And I shared it with them, I feel like Forrest Gump. Just like God put a football in my hands and said, there's not a lot you can do, but run, Forrest, run. Don't drop the ball. Move the ball forward. Run. Run. Hmm. Paul acknowledges a little bit later in Corinthians. He says, in my weakness, I am strong. When we put our trust in him, we discover quickly he is more than enough. More trust. Our calling is not based on our brains or our beauty or our brawn. Now, my wife is sitting right here before me. So I know there's beauty in the room. That'll be good for later, right? Uh, Our calling is not based on what we see on external appearances, beauty, brawn, and brains. It's nothing to do with it. Hmm. Our trust, our calling is not based on that, but our trust is, and our trust is not in ourselves. Our wisdom, our strength, and all we have to offer the Lord. It's when our dependency and our trust is in him that we can get the job done. Ephesians 2.10, Pam, we'll get to that verse. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. God has created us purpose to do good works. That's what it says. Prepared us for good works. He has equipped us. He's prepared the works for us and us for the works. That's what the scripture says. When we began in ministry, we went to a place called Hibbing. Wish you could all Spend a little time there. We spent 10 years there. We love 
entire range. It's an awesome place. Hibbing is an amazing town. It has a great church. We had a great boss. I think he's here this afternoon. Pastor St. John. We had a great city. There were still quite a few people unsaved, so there was good job security. We had dreams of raising our kids in Hibbing, a great city. No thoughts of moving. I'm so glad that uh, I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know I'd have the, the privilege of working with students for decades and centuries. I didn't know I'd have the privilege of standing here before you today. If I did, I may have run. But I can tell you that in our weakness, he makes us strong. God prepares us for the good works and the good works for us in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years from now, you're going to look back on your lives and your ministry and you're going to say, how did God do that? Handiwork. He knits our lives together. He prepares us. Many in scripture have struggled with the whole thought of more trust. Moses Come on, he stands before a burning bush. He hears God's voice. The bush doesn't burn. He hears the call of God in his language. And he says, no, can't do that. Can't do it. All he could see were his inadequacies and his past failures. All God needs is a surrendered heart and a surrendered life and trust in him. Mm. Don't worry about the future and don't worry about the past. Forgetting those things which are behind us. Pressing toward the mark of the what? The high calling. We press Toward that mark today. He will redeem our past. He will prepare us for tomorrow. Trust him. There's only one thing that qualifies us for ministry. Him. Him. So consider your calling today. It's not based on our giftedness. It is simply our trust in him. Proverbs 3, trust where? In the Lord, not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. You have such exciting days ahead of you. I wish I was 30 years younger and could do it again. Oh, you have such exciting days ahead of you as you just trust him. God is good. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. God is so faithful. 
more prayer, more trust, and we're preachers. There's got to be three points. What was it? What, what, what was that again? Uh, more power. God wants to come with more power. Oh, come on. Back to Ephesians 3 and 20. He's able to do measurably more than we could ask or we could imagine. How? According to his power that is at work within us. His limitless power to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Through his power, there is no challenge that you cannot face. As I was praying last night, some of your faces came to mind. I thought of the incredible challenges some of you have walked through to this point. But you're here. You're here today. There is no ministry assignment that is too big for you. His power, his power is at work within you. It's waiting. I remember going to camp as a relatively young DYD having the privilege of leading camps at Lake Geneva. I recall this one summer just going and there was, a, there was a hunger in my heart for more, more. More of his spirit, more of his anointing, more of his prophetic voice. I was coming seeking more as a camp director. We had a, a speaker. We had so many amazing speakers over the years. I mean, we had the nations, the world's, the universe's best. We had incredible times around the altars. Just amazing times. Privilege of praying with students. On this given week, speaker who joined us preached an amazing message. And I sat with Whore, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's close. As I watched him at the close of his message, pray a, a brief prayer of commitment with students and walk off the stage. I had about a million thoughts go through my mind in five seconds. Where are you going? Do you not know this is camp? We've come here to meet with God. These students don't have anywhere else to go. We do not want them free on these grounds. <laughs> it's prayer time. What are you doing? And in those five seconds, I heard the spirit whisper, here you go. This is what you've been asking for. More power waits for us if we'll step into it. In an instant, I discovered his power was present. It was waiting for me to step up, to walk in what he was wanting to do in me and in my life. 
Once again, there's no ministry assignment that's too big, ministers. Come on, his power is at work within you. There is no ministry challenge that you cannot overcome. I'm gonna shift gears here as we close. I don't get that many times to preach to Minnesota. I'm gonna always get here one way or the other. Ultimately, his power is not about us or for us. His power is not solely intended for the church. His power is for us outside these walls, the lost weight. In May, in Minneapolis, we had a wake-up call. The church had a wake-up call. A calling that we must do more to reach not only our Jerusalem, but our Judea, our Samaria. Judea represents hurdles of distance, geographic distance, and Samaria represents cultural hurdles that separate us. Minnesota, Judea, and Samaria wait for us in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Hmm. What an opportunity we have to offer the God that is more than enough with more power in our lives. I can't tell you how excited I get. This is how I look when I'm excited. As I've heard pastors share once or twice through the years. I can't tell you how excited I get when I see suburban churches, greater Minnesota churches outside of the Twin Cities partnering with churches in our cities. It's starting to happen. It's happening in the district office. We have additional leadership that we've asked to join us. One of those is Dr. Darrell Geddes, pastor on Lake Street. They almost had their church burned down in the midst of everything. It is so exciting to see the deeper experience, the deeper relational thing that is happening with our team in the ethnic challenge. God has gone before us. This is his time. There's no denying that it is in our backyard. It is our Judea. It is our Samaria. This is his hour. God's power is at work within the church. We are the church to bring the good news. He's going to help us to get the job done, not just in Jerusalem. Mm. All across our state, Judea and Samaria. But it doesn't stop there. All around the world. Ends of the earth, Acts 2 says. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and and 
all of them simultaneous we focus on. According to the Joshua Project, you can look it up this, later this afternoon, 42% of the world still waits to hear for the very first time. God has called Minnesota churches and leaders to be a part of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. What a privilege to send 16 Paul and Barnabas and the other Scandinavians. The numbers are unprecedented what God is doing. There are more Minnesota missionaries being sent out. I think we could safely say than ever in history from our ranks for certain. This is not a time to shrink back. COVID is not a cover. COVID is somehow redeemed by the Lord. And in his will, he will bring about incredible things as we're sensitive to his spirit at work within us to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. He's more than enough. There's always more. And so through God's power at work within you, ministers, we're going to see, believe God, for more ministers, more churches, more salvations, more of an outpouring of his Holy Spirit across Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. More children and students called. More of his presence in our lives personally, in our families, in our homes, in our churches, our cities. More nations reached. Oh, more. More than we can ask or imagine. According to his power at work within you. We can do this, Minnesota. Why not Minnesota? Why not us? Why not now? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are more than enough for each and every one of us. Mm, we're so grateful. You allow us the privilege of entering your presence with more prayer. God, you call us to more trust. You offer us more power. And most important, more of yourself. We receive that today as we celebrate what you're doing in lives represented in this room. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.